there's three rules here like if you want to get invited to the next trip do this she's like one be chill be nice to everybody don't start drama two do not do drugs they don't like drugs and three um do not hook up with anybody because like once they fuck you if they fuck you like on the first trip there's no use for you anymore like they don't want you anymore because now you're just gonna be a headache What is up, guys? Welcome to this week's episode of the Chemical X Podcast. This is going to be one of my favorite episodes because I have, you know, Veronica and her sister on. So this is just fun for me. Um, I'm here with, you know, the usual Veronica. What's up, guys? I'm Veronica. If you haven't already, don't forget to subscribe, like, comment down below, rate us five stars. And uh, like my partner, Aladeandra, said over here, we got a very special guest. My sister. Hi. The very spoken about, shit talked about on this podcast. <laughs> she's finally here to show her face. Do you think she came on because now she's realizing we're going to be famous? I think she's here because... <laughs> Why don't we just ask her? <laughs> well, before she answers her lie answer, she's for sure here because last week somebody came up to her and said, Hey, aren't you Veronica's sister? The one with a really good podcast. <laughs> and I think at that point she was like, you know what? I got to start infiltrating You know what? They've been, asked, they've been asking me to come on. Now's the time. I was like, Ta, how does it feel? You always thought you would be the famous sister. And here I am. Now you're just my sister. <laughs> she's so like, welcome. whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. Introduce yourself. We could all be you, you're allowed to speak on this podcast. It's a talking podcast. Her <laughs> girl's in the corner mute. Well, we have to pop champagne before anything. <laughs> well, can she say hi? Introduce yourself. Say, What's your Insta? Let them know you're here. Like the people on audio are going, "Where's the sister?" It took us four seasons to finally get you on because we've been asking you for a minute now. I mean, you were one of the like, you know, everyone else said no, so we got you on. So, mm -hmm. so Alessia wanted me on. My sister did not want me to come on. <laughs> Because you do a fake voice and you're doing it right now. No. <laughs> this is my voice. This, this is my voice. This Guys, is my camera voice. So everybody into this episode and we'll review back if that was her voice. Because <laughs> okay. even me, I start every episode with my radio voice on and four minutes later I'm going, hit a bit, hit a bit, hit a Okay, well, let me warm back. up. It's fine. I don't know. We're well, popping no this because it's right season now. four. You're finally here and you're not in LA. So we're going to grab you while we have you. And we couldn't afford the big bottle. So you got the half... <laughs> You got the where did you learn how to open champagne so well i mean i was a waitress for a while how many years so you showed your sister the ropes how many years yeah. <laughs> that's border patrol how many years apparently <laughs> <laughs> she still works in the clubs <laughs> what do you do uh, a waitress well she's too funny when we were traveling they're like what do you do and she's like i'm a waitress but the clubs have been closed for covid and they're like so what do you do? Well, I work in the clubs when they're open and it's not open. Okay, so what do you do when the clubs are closed? Well, I'm a waitress. They've just been closed. Uh, Ma'am, secondary search. And I'm not going to lie. I would have done the same. Absolutely. You know what? Skip secondary. Go straight to third. I have to say, when you're jobless, going through customs just hits different. I'm sorry. It just hits different. Literally the scariest thing Show ever. me the, your last pay. Well, listen. <laughs> I haven't been working. And by the way, guys, every time I go through, I have a different job. I'm like, uh, I'm a project manager for my dad's company. I'm a software engineering freelance. I'm like, wow, you really don't have a path in life. I'm a waitress. <laughs> I'm an influencer. Every time I go through, I pull out a different one. You're seeing which one works and they've all not worked. No, they, you know what? The uh, 
the software engineering freelance that goes through smooth well you you were in software engineer yeah. um so yeah. guys we know she has a brain <laughs> we know she has a brain <laughs> beautiful sometimes i look back on my life and i'm like what went wrong like why am i like fucked up and like funny because you know like i believe truly that you can only be funny if you have trauma and then yeah. i'm like all oh, right i grew up with my sister <laughs> and that's where i got all my character from <laughs> my abuse <laughs> i got the abuse from my sister for anyone listening how many years are you guys apart we're three years apart um and we always because of like the weird gap in age we always were like when we were going to school we always went to the same schools but it always so happened that we were never at the same school at the same time <laughs> it was very weird like she was always like two grades above me but always had like the senior or the junior and the hippity hey um but she still found her ways to uh, abuse me oh my god wait <laughs> is this an abuse trauma story? <laughs> give us a story of her abusing you so guys me and my sister have always had very um different personalities so it might not be obvious, but my sister is the shy one. Um, you know, judging by how much she's spoken so far in this podcast. <laughs> Don't worry, a little bit of alcohol and she's good. So the dangerous ones, I will say, are the quiet ones. Okay? Oh, yeah. So my sister was very shy. And like, I think the lack of social skills just <laughs> took out all her anger on me. So like, for example, just an example of how shy she was. She had like a friend that was our next door neighbor. And when we were kids, she was so afraid to like go knock on the neighbor's door and ask for the girl to come out and play with her. So she would force me to go. But then I would go ask the kid if she wanted to play with my sister, but I wasn't allowed to play with them. So I just had to go and say, Tanya wants to play with you. Do you want to also? And then she would say, yeah. And then I would say, okay, I'm going to go back inside now and you guys can go on your dates. No, no. Oh, 100%. I was not allowed to. Ha- I wouldn't even ring the doorbell. I would make her push. I was too shy to yeah, push the she button. She would just stand in the back. And then they would go off and play and I would go back home yeah okay so and then she was also the biggest like manipulator child okay my sister was the type of person that would like okay cheers guys cheers to finally doing this cheers you have to look at someone in the eye when you cheers them or else it's seven years of bad sex yep cheers cheers (laughs) well we were not really we don't want any more bad sex in our life (laughs) okay we can finally start this podcast oh nice warm champagne just how i like it tastes like piss 100 percent. how do you know how piss tastes like 100 percent as well i feel you don't fuck when people say that it smells Hang like on. shit how you know what shit smells like well i think alessia knows what piss tastes like okay <laughs> Sorry. this is not a podcast does it sound like a like a dubai have you guys okay wait okay. i'm gonna finish my scent i'm gonna finish my story but after just give you all a teaser we're gonna talk about <laughs> girls getting shit on in dubai okay <laughs> Before we get there, we're going to talk about the rest of my sister's abuse to me. (laughs) So when I was a kid, when I was a kid, my sister would like slap me and then I would start crying and I would like go to tell my mom because I was a fucking rat because every five year old is a rat. So she would slap me and I would cry and be like, mommy. And then she would swarm in and be like, she hits me. And I would be like, no, she hit me. And she would be like, no, she hit me. And then guess who was believed? my sister because she's the older one and guess who will go on timeout me <laughs> guess who got slapped and got the timeout <laughs> me and didn't get play date didn't get shit but <laughs> she got abused so my sister was the biggest liar manipulator another story just so that we can really sell your soul on here 
Um, I thought I was supposed to look good on this podcast. You're just like destroying I'm just saying my you're image. A liar, a manipulator. <laughs> this is why. She's so just don't believe it. anything I see on this podcast because it's all gonna be a lie. But you know what's weird though, like how she was young and she's the total opposite now. Yeah. One thing I'll say about Tanya is, you want to know something? You ask her, she's always straight up. She's never gonna like bullshit. Uh, I don't know. My sister, when she wants to lie, she could lie her ass off. <laughs> right, but I feel like if you're direct with her and you ask her something, she. No, she's not. She's an honest she's person. She's here. We should just ask her. I'm a very open person she's about open, who I am. She's open, she might not be honest. But sometimes I'm a liar. 100%. No, I'm saying like if she needs and to lie about If I need to lie, I'm lie. a really good liar. And also she's calling up everyone to go in on her lie. Like this girl, that's another oh. thing. Never goes in alone. Can I be honest? It's like, babe, she's, she's brought me in. work. She's brought me in on lies and I'm just like... <laughs> I didn't sign up for this, though. And then it starts falling down on you because now suddenly people are calling you and saying, like, you know what? Like, I have my own shit to worry about. Like, you want to lie? Make up your own story involving only you as and a character. When, and when you're covering up her lie, she's normally the one chilling on the couch and you're like running the errands. You're like doing all the shit. Can I say? And she's normally in another city. Oh, no. Guys, my dad used to call me. This girl would fucking fly to Mexico. Tell me. I'm leaving for she would only tell me I'm going to Mexico tomorrow don't tell anyone okay <laughs> puts me with the burden of keeping this secret I'm the worst liar and oh, I'm already talking about how I'm the literally worst liar. the worst liar ever two, two days worst. into her being gone my dad's calling me where's your sister oh uh, she's here why hasn't her card moved in two days uh well she slept at a friend's house I think that's a lie where's your sister right now I'm like you know what call her Call them. No. Well, she's then, not answering. So and I'm then he you. calls me. What happens when you're in Mexico and the phone rings? It doesn't ring normal. It goes like beep, beep. <laughs> so I answer the phone. He goes, "Where are you?" I'm like, "I'm home." Why is it beeping instead of ringing? <laughs> Guys, do you know how many messes I have? Like, and the thing is, she's unreachable. So they have no one to take their anger on but me. My dad's my dad still to this day calls me and tells me off for what my sister did. The other day he called me and told me off for uh, the phone bill, like the away charges. I'm like. Hold on. I have a phone number I could redirect this to and I'll tell you it's not mine. I'll tell you the girl you're actually looking for and it's Tanya Rossi. <laughs> Why am I getting this? He's never told me off about phone charges ever I've in my been life. told off my whole life for this girl. And by problem. the way, I'm never in town, so every month he's getting those 100%. those uh, $10 a day charges. And I'll tell you who's getting the calls for them. The manager. <laughs> literally the manager this is why i need to be famous like i need a manager to like, deal with my shit yeah well i'm not getting paid for this role <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't sign up for it i have enough jobs here thank you um i just have no choice you know what i mean yeah it's very like you better do this yeah so that's, so how do that's we all... spin off this now now that well, we started what i wanted to start talking about is uh how girls get shit on in dubai oh let's go and oh. i just feel like it's very on brand for you about all the things we're about to talk about okay. is it? <laughs> taking trips taking trips and guys paying trips okay so nobody's wanna... ever shit on me and i've never been to dubai just so we clarify that <laughs> so 100%. if you want to take her to dubai she might allow the shit <laughs> <laughs> well she already said the lesson knows how piss tastes like so we don't know what your expertise is here <laughs> so have you guys heard that apparently this has been happening for a while but uh girls are getting like paid on to go to trips in dubai mm -hmm. and like the the only thing that they ask for is like to do all these fetishes and they're like shitting in their mouths oh god yeah i don't think i could do that i don't think so either even for like i mean you know what i'm actually gonna lock in my answer what i can't like I, I'm not, I don't think, like, even, I, guys i'm very like um money driven and i think even if you offered me like five million i would not do it uh, uh, <laughs> 
that is a simple yeah, you really money. Look what a number that I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> look who's gonna be getting an email next week. Hundred <laughs> percent. Five million. I saw your podcast. I don't know what accent this is. So I actually got a fucking weird email about two months ago. So you know what shit tastes like. <laughs> so I got an email about like two months ago, and it was something like, "Do you want to come and be a hostess?" In Miami, we're doing this like underground poker party and you would just be like hosting in a bikini and like just bringing just like rich people all around the world that are coming to town and they're going to be playing poker and they just want like hot girls there and they're just going to ask you to like host and like bring them to the table. You don't have to do anything. And he was like, like just that night alone, you're going to make like $15,000. All you have to do is host. (laughs) $15,000? Tanya's like, let's go. Hello. Alive. I didn't get that email. You're like, you didn't come that. Tanya's like, I get every email. Why didn't I get that Yeah, one? we always get the same emails. So. I know. We always get the same emails. Did you get the one from the, actually, Dubai? A prince wanted to party with me on a yacht in Dubai oh, for like 20. Oh, shitting. For no. like 20K. Yeah, that's the shitting. No way. No. Yeah, you got, you got scouted to get shit on. You have to like talk to them and then be like, okay, what do I have to do? And then it's going to be like, well, the prince. And he, he said like, I could bring a friend fetishes. or whatever. Yeah. Yes. That's like, no way. way. He well, wanted me to. They just wanted me on. to go on a yacht and party with the prince. It's for twenty k, and I didn't believe it. I actually never. An- I answered at first, and then I was actually in LA, and I was with my friend, and he was like, "This is a scam, like, whatever." And then I never ended up answering the second email, but he was like, "Yes, he wants you to just tell us like if you're ready, we will pay for your hotel and pay for your flights." It's the shitting. And you could bring a friend. Shitting. Oh my they were god. Shit Wild. Over you. 20k is not enough. Which is enough. crazy because now it's like, well, <laughs> but I'm they told me, to I'm not going they told to buy just because now. No, sorry. Wait, wait, wait. No, it was 200k. Sorry. 200k. Yeah, okay, well, now you're getting fucking shit in your blood. Okay, it was 200k, <laughs> but they said, inject. let's go. No, they said, I, they said just to chill with him, 200k. And then there was like some other, like, but if he likes you, blah, blah, blah. If he likes you, he'll shit down your throat. Fuck, I hope he Well, for like 200k. Like, <laughs> like, I'm not your type, I swear. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll take, take the 200, 200 and I'm good. She's going to be removing all her makeup. Alem, when she shows are we up. going? <laughs> 200k for a prince to see if he likes you? I don't think anyone listening is saying they're not going. Okay. Guys, I Cheers promise to that. You, I'll answer the email tomorrow. This is the <laughs> shitting thing. So if you guys want to go get shit on and talk about it on the podcast after, I'm Honestly, so Honestly, I get shit on every day on this podcast. Every day. <laughs> I think it's the shit in my mouth that I'm not okay with. So on your body, it's okay? I mean, yes. it's better than the mouth. 100%. The like, on the body, like, I could do. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> no, the no, mouth, 100%. I can. What did you eat the day before? Yeah. <laughs> Actually, let me give you a list of the only things but you're you know allowed what? to eat. Someone tells me if they've only it's drank nothing. water even for five days, I don't even want that kind of caca. <laughs> That's like they're, they're getting the rim of the intestines. Like they're just cleaning it all up. Ew, I'm so disgusted. Anyways, well, I got scouted apparently. What the fuck? So, Look at that. What happy. is it about her? She's like, oh my god, she's proud. Uh, she's like, well, I got scouted. I didn't do it, but they did want me to get. Well, shit I on. never answered. I didn't answer. I'm gonna answer. Wanted though. me. The, the prince. They chose me. Requested they thought me. I was shittable on. <laughs> anyway, guys, I want you to know of all this. That whole like email I got, I obviously answered because I'm like. I'm a hostess on this podcast for zero dollars and it's three years we're doing this. If I can be a hostess for one night in Miami for... So what if I have to show my To bring bring people to a table, I will absolutely do it. I don't think anyone wouldn't do it. So I was like, okay, I'm like, let let me hear more information. We got on the phone and it started going sour after that. He was like, 
if you don't feel comfortable, then you can get a security guard to come with you and follow you everywhere. If you don't feel like, you know, you'll be safe. Now I'm like, wait, why wouldn't I be safe? He's like, if you choose to get a security, like we'll pay for it and everything. Well, that's fun. And then I was like, my sister is the most like, (laughs) like, I didn't even think of security before he said I could have security. And then I was, I was concerned. Yeah. Cause I'm like, why would I need security? I mean, I think in this world, is that the only red flag? There, there was, was a couple of there was okay. there was a little Checking. there was more if anybody wants to know because i'll take the security card um, it was just weird because after that he was like you can have security and then he said there's another one in dubai there's another poker game here and then if a guy likes you he can take you out and he can he can bring you around and you have to go everywhere he wants to go the weekend which like i just want to be the hostess i'm okay with being the hostess and then calling it a day you know if you need to pay me half 7k that's fine <laughs> I'm okay with 7K. I'm okay. You know what? I'll 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 take the 7K. Can we talk about how if it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. And I'm yep. not talking like people. Well, think- you just told me the 200K Prince thing is real. She's yeah, asked to get shit you- on. Not <laughs> no, they said know. just to chill. And then if he likes me. Yeah, they're not going to say and get feces on in the first sentence. I'm just going to rope you in. And then they're, they're gonna, gonna get you there and then they're, they're gonna, gonna, gonna get come you. on well One. by the way also these are the fetishes you have to provide for but that's who, who cares you know mm. you're already into it at that point anyways my point is that if it's if it seems too good to be true it is too good to be true but i feel like we're gonna talk about a lot of circumstances <laughs> that <laughs> seem too good to be true for you but they actually were true well i think that's why no, i that's why i actually believe these things because so many times like Things have happened. I'm like, no, this is too good to be true. But right. it, it's actually, it, it works out for me. Yeah. So. Was yeah. it through an email? <laughs> probably not. <laughs> you probably didn't uh, get it through an email. I'm trying I to think with, if I ever got anything through an email that worked out. I was my best friend when I was getting that story about being the hostess. And I'm going to be real. I passed an AirPod and I said, listen. And he's like, what's going on here? Yeah. Mm. And I was like, let bring yourself back to reality. Like, this is. I think there definitely are people out there that are going to pay you like to do shit like that. Yeah. But there's a lot of guys and people who will just pay to have yeah. your presence. That's escorting. 100%. That's just escorting. Doesn't mean you're sleeping with them or whatever. Yeah. But it just sounded too good to be true. I just there's certain circumstances that you need to like, I guess, meet somebody in or something like that to, for it to get to that point. Like, yeah, there is mm-hmm. people out there that are going to want to pay you to come on trips and shit. But like. Is it through fucking gmail at gmail.com? Like, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Well, the prince. Tanya. Tanya has it with this prince. <laughs> well, this you engrave emails every week. And and it's like so obviously fake. And one time she's sending me on WhatsApp. That's like the fucking only and then, drug dealers. You oh, that fucking girl started bullying me after I said I wasn't down. Yeah, and she's like, do you think it's real? The, the girl's saying, well, you're missing out. You're, she's she's like, this bullied. is me on she's a private jet. You could be here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, Ty, I promise you that girl's a catfish fake. And uh, like, she's going to kill Two weeks later after I stopped talking to her, I said, I said, I'm not down for this. She's coming in. This is the Birkin I just got. Could have been you. <laughs> ha ha. Loser. I'm like, oh, leave me alone. <laughs> you're like, but wait, am I a loser? <laughs> <laughs> So I feel like a lot of people know you for well they don't really for know being you that Veronica's way. sister. Yeah, I feel like her. nobody really knows me. Actually. I feel like nobody it's really true. knows you, but I feel like if they do know you for one thing, it's the girl who's always on a trip. Mm-hmm. So I think we should, you know, unpack that a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so like, how did you come to be this person who's jet set? 
<laughs> Jess I feel said. like the, Jess question, said. the way we're asking this is so like she's not a human. <laughs> I know. I feel yeah. like, a... <laughs> like what the fuck? How did you become a girl who likes a, a vacation? Yeah, like what? guys, who's listening who doesn't want a vacation? I think that's not the word you're looking for. Maybe like, like spon- a couple maybe more. spontaneous. Like spontaneous. I'm the kind of girl where I don't think people talk about you and say she's spontaneous. <laughs> I really don't think that's what people are saying behind your back. (laughs) Tanya Rossi, she's so spontaneous. (laughs) That's Um, what I am. That girl, she'll just leave one day to the next. Spontaneity. (laughs) But I feel like if anybody's looking for a friend, like who are they gonna call me? Because I'm I'm always like ready to go. (laughs) Yes, you are. You're that down bitch. But I'm saying like people know you. Like I feel like people look at your Instagram and they're like, "How is this bitch always on a trip? Like, what's your life? What do you do?" So let's give some insight. Let's give yeah. the people yes. what they want to know. Okay. I feel like the first thing is nobody actually knows you're a brain. So yeah, let's oh. start there. Where do we want to start? That I'm a brain or that I'm a jet setter? They both go together. Yeah. <laughs> to be on that jet set life, you got to have a brain. Absolutely. Oh, you got to give good brain. <laughs> yeah. Or a good butt. Yeah. <laughs> you know how to act the part too. Act a little dumb. No. Cut that out. <laughs> no. <laughs> See, the thing about Tanya is she knows how to, like, act dumb when it works for her, which mm. is a really good quality to have when you want to feel like the man is in power. Well, I feel like I really know how to, like, alter my character to suit who I'm around. Duh, you're an Aquarian. Manipulation. I feel like I really know how to manipulate the people around me just by, like, pretending that I'm somebody that I'm not. It's I'm not like, pretending Aquarius. that I'm somebody that I'm not. It's showing different sides of my personality to the, like, like yes. if I'm with people who like Malleable. to be around people that are like very smart, like I'll act very smart. If I'm around people that just want that girl who's dumb in the corner, I'll be like, ha, ha, ha. where's my drink? Where's my drink? <laughs> An adaptable <laughs> personality. Yeah, adaptable but they're all like parts of my personality this, this, that I just show. The right. therapist watching is going, that's not the word I would use. <laughs> not adaptable personality. Personality Let's go back. disorder. Tanya, that girl Tanya, she has such an adaptable personality and she's so spontaneous. <laughs> we'll find new characteristics as we go (laughs) so like don't answer on the question let us know about you like i said how like what's your vibe so for people that don't know you studied software engineering i studied i actually studied mechanical engineering first um three years in i did an internship and decided that i didn't really love it even though i was good at it so i switched flex have to say i had a good at it i had a 4.0 gpa just so we put that out there i'm smart thanks Okay, that's all. Um, and then I switched into software engineering, and I decided I don't really like that either. So you know, we're still figuring it out. Do you, you feel you like that's a shocker? <laughs> Is it a shocker? Like I feel like when people find that out about you, they're always like, "What the fuck? I thought you were yeah, dumb." Yeah, a hundred percent. Everyone's like, "You're not a software engineer." Yeah, but I am. Um, but why? Why is the perception that she's dumb? I think just because you're pretty. People, like, assume you can only be pretty or smart. Well, I feel like I kind of act dumb, too, though. Yeah. yeah. And I, like, I worked in clubs, so people don't really view, like, if you're a waitress, like, you're... There's, like, a certain, like, uh, stigma. stigma that goes around being a waitress that you're usually, like, dumb and you're not going anywhere in life. So people it's, are really surprised. No, but I it's, it's actually true. I feel like nobody, like... Yes, and then they also and it's like not they, true. Like I know so many smart waitresses yeah, that are studying really cool things. I actually and we're think just, to like, be a waitress, it's you can't be dumb. Um, 
There's a I lot mean, of things happening I think in a club. In any job, you need you could to have... be a fucking idiot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think waitressing is definitely an easier job, but also I think a lot of girls. I wouldn't say it's an easy job, it's but it's not an easy job, and you have to deal with different kind of people. You have to have an adaptable personality. Yeah. Yes, but I'm saying it's not like you have to multitask. It's not mathematically like challenging mm-hmm. in that sense. Yeah. I'm saying it like it doesn't. It doesn't take like uh, yeah. something. It takes a certain type of personality, and that's why I think people like automatically assume that you're dumb because you're just like the party and you're flirty and you're fun and you're bubbly but Um, i also feel like since i'm a kid i've always and like when i was a kid i wasn't that cute so just so we put that out there um but even when i was a kid like people would be surprised when i'd say like oh yeah i'm in high math people would be like no you're not in high math like you're dumb and it's just like the way i think my personality comes off that i'm very like airhead and i think that as my sister said i was like a really shy kid so i think being an airhead kind of was my way of like hiding that I was shy. Mm-hmm. It was kind of the that personality that I just adopted. And then people just assumed that I was really dumb by the way I, w- I would talk and carry myself. Right. Yeah. So dumb and spontaneous. That's what they're saying <laughs> behind your back. And one more. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Added in Veronica. Jet set. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then do you feel like, sometimes I feel like low key, tell me if this is you. I feel like people, and I feel like even I'm like this, is you almost want to like prove that you're smart so you like go and do something like study software engineering just to like fuck off like say yeah. fuck you like i am smart but then you're like wait i actually don't like this yeah i feel <laughs> you know like I mean? that's probably the motivation behind what i studied yeah. like just to say like and um, it's like and i don't like to not do well so i'm that girl who's like i said i had a 4.0 gpa and at the beginning when i started studying in mechanical engineering um nobody wanted to do projects with me and then they saw that i was getting the highest grades in the class and then everybody like wanted to be with me in every single project but you know and i also remember you really had trouble finding an internship yeah like there was guys but that's a that's a different issue i feel like in mechanical there it's a really male dominated field we were four girls in my whole program so um, as soon as you're a girl, it's just automatically harder to find an internship. Nobody wants to take you seriously. And then when you do go work in it, like m- because it's all men and they're all used to working with men, they don't know how to talk to you. So my boss would be like, he'd come into my office and be like, hey, like if you're not too busy, like if you feel like it, you could do this. And I'm like, you're my boss. Like, tell me what to do. Mm-hmm. They don't know how to act around you. Right. And that's when yeah. she realized it. She wanted a man. <laughs> Tell me what to do. <laughs> Shit in your mouth? Okay. 200K? <laughs> okay. Tell me what to do, daddy. Um, so do you feel like you're kind of done with that like um, area of your life? Because I feel like it's not something you're passionate about. I feel like it was more like... But it's like good to, to have like, and like you could see. You never know in the future. It's yeah. like a good degree to have, but I think that... Um, yeah. I don't think that I'm heading there in that direction so i don't really yeah i think i'm done with it honestly perfect (laughs) so like software engineering the smart life is not working out for you (laughs) and like you don't seem to be sad about it you seem to be living your best life which we can always count on you to do um so what do you feel like the change of like trying like this shy trying to be smart low-key person to becoming like super i don't want to say outgoing but like doing shit that's very out there like your personality is not necessarily outgoing but you do a lot of stuff that's like other people look at and say like what the fuck you know so like how do you feel like you became that person of being the girl who was forcing me to knock on doors for you um (laughs) well the shyness i think 
kind of went away like when i started high school um I, I got a, like a little bit prettier and people want to hang out with me. <laughs> and then, it's the sad truth. Yeah. And then I, I started to realize like also like our stepdad was like super helpful. He would like force me to do things that would get me kind of out of my shell. Mm-hmm. So I really kind of forced myself to get out there and stop being as shy. Um, so I think that's kind of when that started to change. But then I was still kind of the person who was more reserved and not doing stuff. I think like I really saw a big like I find you you really your personality changed when you started when you like became old enough and you got your first club job. I feel like yeah. that's when you really became like a different person. Like the You're jet like, set. Like okay, well like jet setting you mean I don't like even ready mean jet to go. Set. All the I just time. mean like your whole personality became like really more in tune. Like you were really more like out there and you were always meeting people and then like that's yeah. when you started like making all these connections and then started going on trips and yeah. you just really became like a, i don't give a fuck what people think about me yeah because we came from a small town and like at and, the time yeah. working in a club is like being a hooker like it well, was like well, what the fuck and know? we have like an italian family <laughs> yeah but i mean i don't even think i think it was well really they small. they were like nobody they were like judging me so hard when i started working in a club yeah like i feel like for them it was like oh my god you're selling your body kind of thing and my sister was always like i don't give a fuck so like i feel like how did you become that person whereas i feel like you were more self-conscious before when i was 17 i dated this guy for three years um and i was like start dating at 17 uh or you started dating younger we started I dating i think i was 17 when we started okay. dating i think it was my birthday actually my 17th birthday is when we like mm-hmm. got together um so i started dating this guy we dated for three years and it was like a really toxic controlling relationship he was like a bit psycho a, um, a, a bit <laughs> a psycho a bit, like a the, psycho a fucking like sometimes i would look at him and his eyes would just change and i was like okay like psycho just came out do you remember when we were hiding behind so at one point we were like oh my god i remember this yeah Yeah. oh yeah we were hiding behind the counter my sister was like i don't remember what you said yeah he'd show up at our house he'd show he'd show up at our house like just to check if she was there he used to drive by my house at night to make sure that my car was in the driveway so this was one of the times where i guess she didn't answer him fast enough or something and he showed up at the house yeah and she was like i don't remember why but you were like we need to hide from him so we were hiding in my kitchen and he was banging on the door ringing the doorbell he came to the back door banging on the door and i think we hid for like a legit hour yeah and he was like banging kitchen. on all the and doors going leave. around and the house I was like you're a psycho yeah like psychotic no no um, like and how long did, psycho and, and how like long did you guys emotionally abusive yeah sorry how long did you guys date for so three years um and this whole time he was like very emotionally abusive i wasn't allowed to really do anything um and he was obviously out doing whatever the fuck he wanted and he also i don't know if this had any effect on the relationship but he had cancer yeah so one year into the relationship he got diagnosed with cancer and obviously that also had like a big effect on the relationship because not only was he already super controlling at the beginning, now he had cancer, he was doing chemo, so he couldn't do anything. And like he kind of put it on me to like have to take care of him. Like I would drive him to all his chemo appointments and then after he'd be like out for like three days like sleeping and I'd have to stay with him in his like basement bedroom and like sleep next to him for like three whole days till he felt better. And so like that was really my life, just like going to school. And I, I actually... um dropped out of school for a semester Mm -hmm. to actually take care of him that's crazy i feel like that'll make you grow up quickly yeah it really i think it really like it really made me grow up and realize like who the fuck i am and that i never want to be in that situation again for sure especially when it's not only controlling but you also feel like you have to take care of this person like 
I feel like there's a certain guilt like yeah. when somebody's mm-hmm. a bad person to you but they have like a something like that like cancer or something yeah you almost feel like okay mm-hmm. well i have to kind of be there for you and which is the fucked up and, like, thing you the know? thing like, is one year into the relationship like obviously i knew he was a psycho i was breaking up with him we actually broke up and then he got diagnosed with cancer and then i obviously got back with him and took care of him for mm-hmm. another whole year then he was in um like he got better but he didn't want to tell anyone he was better so it was like this really like toxic um and i wasn't allowed to do anything and by the end of it like i was so fed up by the end that i would like actually like sneak out and do like really like i'd like have to like leave my car at my friend's house and tell him i was sleeping there and then i'd sneak out to go out downtown with my friends like it was like just a really crazy toxic relationship Mm -hmm. so i think when i finally ended that is when i was like okay i'm never gonna be like controlled like that again Mm -hmm. nobody's ever gonna tell me what i can and can't do yeah so at that moment is when like i started working in clubs and i was like i'm gonna i'm gonna live my life to the fullest because i felt like i had literally lost like three years of my life just being like trapped and not able to do anything so definitely now when someone tells me like you can't do this like i promise you i'm gonna do it yeah Yeah, Yeah, like it triggers me like don't ever tell me not to do something because i'll do it times 10 yeah that makes a lot of sense now for sure coming from like a place where you were so I mean, you know, it's a trauma we could heal. It's a trauma yeah. we could heal, but it's there. Um, I, I feel like it didn't actually make me a bad person. I feel no. like I'm happy. If anything, it I'm made actually, you more like, yeah, I don't give a fuck. I'm going to do what I want. Yeah. I'm actually like, you have to always be grateful for all the things that happen in your life, like good or bad. You always have to take like the lesson you learned from it. Yeah. And honestly, like I'm grateful for this relationship and for everything I learned from it because it really... um shaped it really shaped me and it really helped me realize at an early age who i was yeah and i feel like people struggle their whole life to really accept themselves Mm -hmm. and find out who they are personally and i feel like that just really pushed me to do it at such an early age and not not have to spend my whole life searching like who am i like i really was like this is me and nobody's gonna tell me not to be me i think even some people when they get out of a relationship like that the opposite happens yeah like they go the other way. So, like, it's actually really good that you came out in a positive way. Yeah, normally mm-hmm. people will just keep dating people who are going to be mentally abusive. Yeah, because that's what they're used to. That's what they're used to. That's yeah. what they think is love. And it's hard to be in something healthy after that. 100%. I mean, I so wouldn't say that. Yeah, going? I wouldn't say <laughs> that my relationships after that were exactly healthy. But um, they were definitely different. an upgrade. A different. Yeah, <laughs> different. Well, let's just say different. <laughs> different. They so weren't then, banging at the uh, front door. <laughs> they were still calling you a million times. They just weren't banging. Um, so then after that, you kind of did 360. You started working in clubs. Like, you were just totally You were that being, bitch. Yeah. You were that bitch. Um, and what was that like? Just being somebody working in the clubs, working in the nightlife. I feel like it's something that a lot of people wish they could do, but they never take the chance to do it because they're afraid of like being judged or something. Yeah. No, I loved it. Um, I definitely feel like also what? As a motivational. <laughs> like, no, me, I loved. I really had fun uh, working in clubs. I think that also like really shaped my personality and helped me. We also met a lot of people. Yeah, too. I met a lot of people. I made a lot of connections. Like. It's definitely not something I regret at all. Um, and if I had to do it over again, I would. And I think also when you when you take the the stand to be like, okay, like I'll do that trip. I'll go see like the connections yeah. I can make. I feel like it opens your eyes to a whole other ball game. Yeah. And then it's hard after that to like go back and be like, go the other way. Yeah. Never for settle for less when I'm like used to that lifestyle. Yeah. But for me, I think um I think every opportunity you take 
always opens up new opportunities so mm-hmm. uh it's kind of cheesy to say but i used to watch gossip girl when i was younger and there's this one episode where chuck chuck bass he's oh my god you've used this manipulation on me <laughs> I'm freaking out right so now. chuck bass is like my favorite character obviously damaged whatever such damaged, a cutie rich <laughs> i love him um so there's this one episode where basically he's like on a yacht and he's talking to the other guy nate and he looks at nate and he's like so basically like i'm on this new thing and it's that i say yes to everything so every opportunity or every time somebody asks me something i just say yes and i take the opportunity guys and like that really like stuck with me mm-hmm. I've and said i feel no like her once and she pulled out that thing <laughs> and let me tell you i said you know what maybe i should go maybe i should go i should say yes <laughs> But it's because when you say yes and you open yourself up to these things, like... Yeah, like and you're getting shit on in Dubai. <laughs> <laughs> At what point you stop saying no, yes? No, but it's, it's honestly true in every part of life. Like, you want that perfect guy, but you won't leave your house. Yeah. You're not yeah. going to meet him. Um, You you want to go on a trip. You want, you want that lifestyle, but you're not leaving your house. Like, there's a lot of things yeah. that will stop you from getting what you want if you're not... Yeah. Sometimes I there. feel like maybe I'm a little bit too extreme and, like, sometimes I need to wheel it in like wheel like it in and yes calm down a little a phase, though like what? i feel like you can do it for a certain amount of time and at some point you need to be like okay i'm gonna i'm gonna choose more wisely now well like but in yeah. the beginning yeah. you just need to be like yes to life yeah you know? until you until you start seeing like your opportunities and which which path you want to take you know you have yeah. to be careful to not get i think at the beginning you don't know you can say yes to everything because you don't know you have all these opportunities right. and then when you start getting used to it you're like wow i have all these options now I could start like kind of dissecting and picking which ones I want to do because I know that the doors are open. Right. So it kind of changes. And the more you say yes, the more opportunities come. And then yeah. the more opportunities there is, the more you can like pick which one you want. Well, it's like the whole like the secret and the manifesting yeah. thing. Like as soon as you open yourself up to being receptive to opportunities and stuff, like they will come. Yeah. If you're closed off and you're yeah. like, this is not going to happen for me, it's not going to happen. So then how did you get to guys paying your trips? Here we go. <laughs> like, I just, I feel like that's the big question everybody wants to know. How you're always on trips. Guys pay for them. Why? I mean, it's not always guys who pay for them. Okay. <laughs> so 95% of the time guys she's like them. i'm your sister okay. we grew up together uh wait no it's not always guys who pay for them like that's we're exaggerating now but yes at the beginning when i first started going on these like crazy like i would be on these i was like what 20 years old mm-hmm. getting on flights every weekend and being on like crazy yachts and staying in like these mansions in mexico and bringing all my friends and like you're really how it sound like yeah. it's every trip now <laughs> <laughs> no i'm saying like that's how like yeah. you're talking about those trips obviously about seven girls we had our own mansion and just why for us was that like who was taking you there um so i met this guy when i was 20 um fresh out of my toxic relationship and i was going out and doing things and saying yes to everything and i was actually in a yacht in montreal so like not really a yacht <laughs> In the like sewers. A small boat. <laughs> she was like, I was let's, on call a it a motor, let's call it a motorboat. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, I was on the little buoy, you know, like in the middle of the, the yeah. river. Um, no, we went on this boat and um I met a guy on that on that boat. It was him and his friends that kind of got the boat. And we just had a good time. Everybody was vibing, we were dancing, we were partying, and like that's just my personality to be like out there and having fun. And at the end of it, they were like, We're doing a trip. Um for halloween we're going to bahamas like do you want to come like you're a vibe do you want to come and i'm like yeah but at this point like this is my first time ever experiencing this so i don't think this guy's serious Mm -hmm. so i'm like yeah of course like i'll come 
And he's like, okay, cool. Like, I'll message you, let you know. One week later, I get the text message. Hey, do you still want to come to Bahamas for Halloween? Bring your friend. And I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. So my friend who was with me on that boat, she came too. Flew out to the Bahamas. We get there. There's like 30 other girls staying in this mansion. And they're like seven guys. And um, it was the craziest trip ever. A lot of fun vibes. No, I did not hook up with anybody. Um, but I made a lot of good friends. And I actually found that I was like pretty quiet. Like all the girls, like these guys are obviously all billionaires. Mm-hmm. And the girls are literally like fighting over them. Right? Because they, they all want to be. And these. they were also You're young, like, by the they're, way. They're young. They're young. They're, yeah. young, they're good looking. And they're billionaires. Like you're like perfect. I could tan it. Yeah, you guys, room. you got, you got it. Yeah, good. Absolutely. Seven guys, if there's a rotation of thirty girls, I could just tan all weekend. Every dick's being sucked, and I don't gotta do any sucking. <laughs> absolutely. But let me tell and you, that who was they're a, looking at the girl who's all worried on the guys. I was like a, a prude. Like I wasn't even that girl who was. Mm-hmm. I didn't hook up with people. So for me, I was like, oh my god, like I'm not hooking up with anybody. Shamer. Yeah. <laughs> so I go and I'm like. I'm happy, literally tanning, all super quiet in my corner, not bothering anybody. And these girls are going crazy, jumping naked in the pool. I'm like, I'm not getting naked in this pool. Like, Mm -hmm. I was just chilling on the chair the whole time. So at the end of this, like, three-day weekend in the Bahamas, I'm like, hey, I was so boring. Like, they're never going to invite me back. And, um... Lo and behold. Lo and behold, they did. They were like, you were so chill. We love your vibe. Like, you... I guess because I wasn't throwing myself at people and I was just there having a good time being nice to everybody like I was nice with all the girls. I was nice with the assistant and she's the one who really liked me at the beginning. So they had this one assistant who like planned all their trips and she just like really liked me because I was easygoing and nice. And so she invited me to the next trip. And then the one after that. And the one after that. And then she invited me and seven friends to Mexico. (laughs) What do you think is like the gain for guys? Because I feel like a lot of people have this idea of like, which to an extent is true. Like, oh, you're you're not nothing is free in life. Like you have to give something. And like, oh, these girls they're all going to fuck. And like I said, these girls are getting shit on in Dubai. Which to to sometimes it's true and a hundred percent nothing is free in life. But like for them the transaction was not necessarily like hooking up yeah so like, i think you have to like feel out every situation and yes mm-hmm. there's those situations where like the guy's gonna expect you to hook up if he gives you something but i feel like i'm never attracted to those situations because you don't want someone who's like yeah i'm gonna fly you out but you have to hook up with me yeah like that's not my vibe that i'm mm-hmm. not gonna have fun so the only reason why i had a lot of fun with them and i kept going on different trips is because like it wasn't that it was more that they just wanted to be surrounded by like pretty girls have a good time people that know how to party and they're just out there to have a good time and let loose like they're not in shortage of women you know right. like the women are throwing themselves at them right they so, just want good vibes good and people vibes. that are available which i think 100%. is something yeah. that gets now that so i got older, overlooked though even when i, when I because got it's older, actually I realized, so like, hard sometimes to find yeah. people who are just good vibes there's a lot of girls who go on trips they start shit they're like it, yeah it's, like and it's even hard for guys to invite girls uh-huh. and to hope everything goes smoothly because not well, every girl gets along who's mm-hmm. gonna start a fight and like, it's also when they like see who's girl, available who, who could just leave on a trip tomorrow, well that's the you know? thing like, actually they liked me so we'll get into that in a bit but i wanted to say one thing touch on that is like when i got there on that first trip okay so one girl that had been on a previous trip with them she's like okay i just need to tell you something like i like your vibe there's three rules here like if you want to get invited to the next trip do this she's like one be chill be nice to everybody don't start drama Two, do not do drugs. They don't like drugs. And three, um, do not hook up with anybody because, like, once they fuck you, if they fuck you, like, on the first trip, then 
they're like there's no use for you anymore like they don't want you anymore because now you're just gonna be a headache yeah right and i was like okay hey, I'm, I'm not hooking up with them either way and like the rest was like i don't do drugs and of course i'm chill with everybody so but that really made me also learn something about mm-hmm. life like when she told me those three things i feel like i carry that with me in all the experiences i do in the future because mm-hmm. if you hold yourself to that like people like to be around chill people people don't like if you fuck somebody <laughs> right so away like you're not getting invited back because yeah. they got what they wanted from you way too easily yeah you know like you have to act like you're worth what something. were we saying before if you get the milk for free why would you buy the cow exactly <laughs> <laughs> so at the end of the day like there is an exchange going on it's yeah. just like the idea that they just want it's just cool the exchange people. is just not always sex <laughs> yeah, yeah and that's what i think well, people I yeah don't realize. You well, know? I think the exchange is u- usually not sex. People yeah. that are actually like very wealthy mm-hmm. and like with that lifestyle, they don't really want sex. They just want somebody who's fun to be around, mm-hmm. or they just want your like time and respect. So like a lot yeah. of these people, you know, like someone will invite me somewhere, and like you just have to know that if somebody's inviting you somewhere and you're going somewhere with that person and they're taking care of the stuff, you have to respect. Them. You have to respect them. You have to give them like your time. Like you're there with them. So you're respecting them. You're giving your time. But that doesn't mean that I have to have sex with you. Like I'm not you're not paying me for sex. Like this is not what it is. Yeah. And you have to make that really clear. Like I actually had a guy who took me on a trip once. He's from Montreal and he like begged me to go on this trip with him. And I so he took me on a date in Montreal and I wasn't really vibing with him. And then he was like, I want to take you to Miami. Um, please come with me this weekend. It was like some sort of like Lamborghini race weekend. Like, please come with me. And I'm like, no, I don't think so. Like, I don't think I'm going to come because I wasn't vibing with him. And he just kept asking me and asking me. And then I had this one friend who like broke up with her boyfriend. And she's like, Tanya, like, I really need a trip. Like, let's go with that guy. Mm -hmm. Please. So I'm like, okay, for you, like, whatever will go. If you're coming with me, I don't really mind. You're hooking up with a guy and he has hairy balls. Tanya, how do you like your balls? I like my balls clean so I can lick them. And guys, how do we get clean balls? There's only one solution, and the solution is Manscaped. Manscaped is the best in below-the-waist grooming. They have literally every product that you need to have some nice, slippery, smooth balls that are very lickable. <laughs> so they have the lawnmower 4.0 to shave those pesky hairs. You got the ball deodorant, ball toner. Didn't even know that exists, but now you know, and now you cannot say no. So you need to go to manscaped.com and get yourself everything you need to be ready for summer if you guys want tanya to be licking your balls this summer <laughs> use our discount code chemical x at checkout for 20 percent off and free shipping chemical x at checkout for 20 percent off and free shipping and a cute blonde comes along with free gift with purchase <laughs> free gift with purchase guys nothing is sexier than a guy in a suit but only if the suit fits him properly and even better if it's italian made and you know what that's why you gotta go on to izotti.com check them out because they make bespoke tailor-made suits literally for your body it's gonna hug every single curve every single dad pouch that you have (laughs) maybe the extra tits that you got on but it's okay it's gonna fit you it's gonna hug you it's gonna look amazing my favorite my favorite (laughs) (laughs) see guys there's a guy for everyone okay yeah Guys, Chemical X at checkout for 20% off your man's first suit. If you're a girl and you're looking to buy a suit for your man, this is the perfect opportunity to take all his measurements when he's sleeping. Guys, Chemical X at checkout for 20% off. 
we're gonna have our separate bedroom he's like yeah you'll have your own bedroom with your friend blah 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 i'm like okay fine i'll come well that friend who we're not friends with anymore um (laughs) the day of the trip is like i lost my passport oh my god babe i'm not gonna make it like this bitch did not lose her passport by the way Mm -hmm. um she so she basically fucked me over and i'm not a bitch like i promised this guy i was gonna go with him he booked me and my friends tickets and everything right so i'm like okay well i'm not gonna screw the guy over and also not go even though i didn't want to go on a trip alone with him so i went to be respectful uh the first day we get there we go for a drink and like we're having a drink literally first day he looks at me he's like wow i can't wait to go back to the room and fuck you i looked at you him. you wanted to die i looked at him and i was like excuse me literally i was like what he's like yeah well what do you think i'm bringing you on a trip and we're not gonna have sex i was like um yeah you first of all you begged me to come on this trip multiple times i didn't even want to come and no i'm like anybody could fly me out to miami you think this is the first trip that people fly me out to miami like you think i owe you sex because you took Mm -hmm. me on this trip like absolutely not and he was like wow like you know i just i could have brought any other girl i'm like okay well you should have brought another girl because you're not getting sex from me and now absolutely not like now i'm completely turned yeah, off now yeah. i hate you like i can't wait to go home we've even spoken the, we've even spoken about that on the podcast is like guys don't realize that when you're pushy and you're asking yeah. for sex you normally will never get sex yeah, absolutely. you have to like i feel you like if someone's like not pushy it. and they're all like it's up to you like you're going with the flow you're just enjoying it it's like you'll probably want to fuck them yeah because you're just like you're feeling like it's not an exchange yeah you're feeling like you're getting to know someone and you actually like vibe with them and you want to yeah versus like being forced to yeah yeah i was like like i did not and then when we got back to montreal he was like let's hang out again let's go on another trip and i was like no like how do you and i was respectful the people that are like that and then the people who just want to have good vibes I feel like when you um when they have an assistant you know that you know what's up (laughs) if they have an assistant just go yeah (laughs) I think it has to do personally with how much money you have because like that guy was not that guy was like not that rich like he he had money but he wasn't like like money will get him sex well it's like when you don't have that much money like you really want the bang for your buck you're like if I'm spending money on this girl like she better fuck me yeah if you have so much money that you don't care, you just want to be like around good vibes, you don't care. Like yeah. it's like spending, care. buying that, going on that yacht for like uh, 10 Shanghai G's model. is like literally like, a here's $5. Yeah. Like, I think like people who have so much money, they, they, they're not seeing you as like, an, they're not like investing in you yeah. for sex. They're just like, I just want to have a good, vo- good yeah. time and I know this girl's fun. So hopefully she'll make it fun for mm-hmm. this weekend. And that's yeah. why I'm flying her down because I don't give a motherfucker about that thousand dollar flight, you yeah, know? 100%. And that's like the vibes that you want to go for yeah. because obviously, yeah, you can have a good time. You could sleep with people. You could be a slut. Like who cares? Who but cares? like yeah. if somebody's like trying to, and that's not what you want to do, like yeah. you have to find the right people to mm-hmm. be around. Mm-hmm. And obviously nobody really wants to be around people that are like, I yeah. flew you out take off the pennies like no it's just like okay what the fuck and i feel like you could tell like when you when people talk Mm -hmm. to you like you could tell if they're like i don't know and and if you can't tell and like they'll make it clear and if they don't and you get there and they're like hey like we have to fuck like i said in that situation i was like no like nowhere did i tell you i was fucking you for this trip Mm -hmm. like you invited me so with like no what are, expectation what are some signs? so we said pushy is definitely one like if somebody's like pushing you to go on a trip and they're very like like what do you what's the word 
persuasive persistent okay. persuasive good that's those are all points what else would yeah. you i wouldn't say? say that's like a red flag like some people just want you to come yeah like they, that like that guy was so persistent i'm like how could you even dare ask me like yeah. you were begging me to come yeah. here yeah. <laughs> like that's what sometimes i don't get it's like it's actually so much cheaper for you just to buy an escort when you're actually a man absolutely you know what i mean like i don't get it absolutely. But you know what i realized but they don't want to buy they escorts they want a real girl they want to know that yeah. they won me over you know, you know what i yeah, yeah people like the buying you i also realized that like and correct me if i'm wrong but tell me if you guys agree guys girls take a lot of girls trips but guys don't necessarily like to take a trip with the boys guys like to go on a trip where they're surrounded by girls mm -hmm. girls have no problem going on a trip just the girls girls trips happen all the fucking time yeah. but guys never want to be three bros together on a trip it's like there always has to be girls involved there always has to be like people around and that's I mean, why i think there's that whole flying out like vibe because people like guys they want to go on trips but they want girls to come with them they don't want to be with just their boys you mm -hmm. know what i mean whereas girls don't mind being just the girls girls yeah. don't mind girls will go on girls trips all the time but i feel like yeah. guys don't really enjoy their time together especially like when they're single mm -hmm. just being the boys yeah do you know what i mean because i see a lot of guys who don't even have money are willing to pay girls trips to just come with them to just have a mm -hmm. good time yeah right yeah so i'll never forget um i think it was like that short period where I was like, let me see if I could work in a club. And I remember Tanya <laughs> was working at another club and she was like, Alessia, oh, it's Halloween club. weekend. Let's go to Miami. I think we're talking about the same billionaire. Um, From the, the first guy. Yeah. The first guy. Yeah. She was like, Alessia, they're so chill. Like we would go, we'd have an amazing weekend. Um, let's go. And I was like, you know what? I've never done this before. Tanya knows them. I think I pulled my line on you too. Absolutely. I pulled my check pass line. Absolutely. You have to say yes to everything. <laughs> if you meet Tanya in a grocery store and she comes up to you and says you have to say yes, you heard it here first. <laughs> Thanks, check pass. And I remember I was like, okay, you know what? I think it's also, you also feel a lot more comfortable when you know like your, your girlfriend has already like met them. Mm -hmm. They're like normal. I feel like it's really nice when someone's like investigate. Like when you have the the scanner. When they did the, the sketch part. <laughs> when they did the sketch part. Why am I part, always you know? the one doing all the sketch parts? The when but I feel like I have that attitude. You didn't get kidnapped. They didn't force you to have sex. You had you a good time. Your organs. We're good. Let's go. <laughs> But Amazing. I feel like I have the attitude that if they ask me for my organs, you're not getting them. <laughs> They're going, babe, chloroform. <laughs> Wait, Ella, was that your first trip that, that I ever paid for? You were like, yeah, that was the yeah. first trip, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was. I want to get into, um, I feel like a lot of people are like, Tanya, you don't give a fuck. You do what you want and you don't care. And I want to talk about how, like, how do you get there? Like, just like not giving a fuck. Because I feel like. I'm like you, like if I meet someone and I want to go on a trip and like I'm vibing with them, I'll go. But I still do care about like what people have to say about me. Yeah. So how, how do you get to where you're at? Like not giving a fuck. Not giving say? a fuck. Because yeah, everybody thinks I'm an escort. I'm like this, I'm yeah. that. Like there's so many rumors about me. Mm -hmm. um, for me, I think it's just like, again, it ties into my whole like childhood and my that like Deep. toxic ex and stuff. And then I just really figured out who i was and i think i'm very open about who i am so like i'll literally like i was dating a guy who was married and like i went home and my my grandmother's like oh who's your boyfriend i'm like oh he's married like i'm very open like i'm not i'm not the kind of person who's gonna like tell my nana Sugar that court. that i'm dating a nice italian boy just to like look proper like i don't care like i am who i am and take it or leave it and i think that's why i don't give a fuck what people say about me because you could 
you could say that I'm an escort and you could say that I'm all these things. But in the end, like, I know who I am. And if you want to come up to me and ask me, like, I will tell you straight up what I did and didn't do. And I think that's why people don't get a reaction out of you. Because it's yeah. like, they're like, trying to care. call you all these things. And then, like, you're actually there, like. And then it's like, show me. Like, this is who I am. It's like, yeah. how do you want to fight someone who's accepted who yeah. they are, in a sense? And then it's, it's like, also, like, I have people saying, like, oh, my God, she's a whore. She's fucked. Really? Like, did you have sex with me? Did you, any of your friends have sex with me? No? Cool. Like, like, so bring me the pr- like bring me the proof and show me that I'm like, these things that you're it saying. Make me a whore that I'm a jet setter. I'm <laughs> a jet setter because I'm not a whore. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I think people just like to hate on somebody doing yeah. something that they feel and you like know what they the thing is yeah. the stigma is, and the thing is, is normally when you're a whore you're not a jet setter. That's just the difference yeah, because, because people get it too easy. You didn't even get to the flying part because you're already fucking people and they don't care to take you anywhere. So that's the whole misconception. So my advice to everybody out there is just like, honestly, live your truth and like, just be, just be who you are. If you want to do something in your heart and you're sitting at home and you're like, I wish I could do that, there's nothing stopping you except yourself. So if you want to do that, just do it. And who cares what people say about you? Because you know what? When you're dead, nobody's going to remember anyways. Interesting. Deep. Okay. (laughs) Your friends want to go on a trip next week? uh, Who wants to go on a trip? (laughs) I feel like, though, you do get, um, like, probably you're one of the people that I know that gets, like, the most hated on Mm -hmm. for, like, no reason. And sometimes I feel like people even come up to me and think, like, they could just hate on you with me. And I'm like excuse me like what no i feel like people i feel like you get secondhand hate from me what remember that girl in the club and she was like oh that's like the whore's sister or something oh yeah i always get oh by the way she is actually like the biggest whore that oh by the way i just want to clarify no the girl who said that oh i was like what the fuck like (laughs) the girl who said that was sleeping around with like everybody in montreal and then she has the balls to call me and my poor sister okay let's not call people whores no but i'm just like it's not like we don't care if you sleep around. No, it's totally okay. But like, don't come tell me that I'm sleeping with the whole city when you're actually sleeping with the whole yeah, city. Because I'm I, not judging you for it. I don't care. But <laughs> I, I will say that I think like a lot of people hate on you and like um, will automatically well, they hate like, because think they're you're jealous. a bitch. Yeah, like people will automatically think you're a bitch or think you're this or like start rumors about what you're doing. And like sometimes I'll hear shit and I'll just be like, what? Like that's not even true. Like mm-hmm. what are you even saying? And, and like the craziest thing is like sometimes it's even people like our family you know yeah. what i mean like, oh my God, it's our like, family's like you wouldn't even like believe the shit that i've heard and honestly half the time like i i won't even go to the point of like trying to defend you because i'm just like this is so like yeah. the fact that you even think this is so stupid like yeah con- like go on and i think if that's anything that i've learned from you like when people tell me something i never try to prove them wrong i'm always just like okay Okay. like if that's what you believe like sure a hundred percent because if you start trying to prove them like this like i have nothing to prove that's how you look like a liar yeah like i don't have anything to prove yeah like i said i know who i am if you want to think that about me do that on your own like obviously we're not gonna vibe obviously like you're not open-minded enough to even like hang out with me like because you if you want to say those things like if you want to say things about me and not even ask me if it's true or not then like you do you why do you think that a lot of people have like the wrong idea of you and like kind of predetermined because i think there's certain people in this world that like people just hate for no reason yeah and i feel like you kind of get that like you always get like a lot of people who don't even know never even met you in their life and they're like yeah i don't like her for like no reason yeah and why do you think that is can i give an a, a, a like a an opinion an opinion yeah. a, a theory i feel like it's one reason i feel like a lot of people it's because they want to know things about her and they don't mm-hmm. and when people feel like they don't know or they're not getting what they want 
they'll start making up stories because it's like how yeah. do i get a reaction mm-hmm. out of her yeah maybe yeah what, do you have an idea of why it is um also I like i things. guess like jealousy is like a big part like yeah. obviously like people want to be on those trips and people want to be look doing like you also look like me begin what? So oh, wow. oh my god i mean look like like you also <laughs> <laughs> i mean i know i'm not like a bad looking girl and i really do take care of my appearance but like yeah ever since i was young like even my closest friends one of my best friends when i was younger like we would you know people always start off in the same place as you and like you know we're in the same spot so it's all love and then as soon as you start doing a little better or like i got like boobs and like she didn't and then all of a sudden she was like hating on me all the time she'd like gang up on me with you actually she'd go see my sister and be like oh my god tanya's like so fat now oh my god she's gonna remember she used to call me fat because i had boobs no i don't remember that and i wasn't fat i was skinny but i just had like small little boobs and she had none and then she'd be like you can't borrow my shirt because you're gonna stretch it out or like some like i just remember being like so mean and she would be like you can't come because like this guy that i like is gonna be there yeah. and like i don't want him to see you and then he's gonna like you more yeah so, like, you can't come but it's like, if, like what the fuck imagine if, your friend told you that yeah and oh, like if God. that happens like if the guy likes me more then why would you even want to be with that guy yeah that's where i don't understand so many times like i get hated on when like you should be hating on your that guy that you're going after that's Mm -hmm. just gonna pick your friend over you Mm -hmm. if he really likes you he would he would still choose you whether or not i have boobs or not like you know right but i feel like people are just insecure yeah well she was like very she was a very insecure girl and this is where i realized like not also don't give your energy to people if they don't deserve it so like this was my friend for so long and she was a very very insecure and i would literally she would sleep over every night and i would spend my nights talking to her you're you're pretty like don't worry you're enough like this just just do this and she'd like tell me all her problems and i would help her with all her problems and then the next day she'd be like calling me fat and telling me like bullying me basically and then i would just spend my nights and days trying to help her get better while she would bully me and then that's when i realized after like being in this another that's another toxic relationship i had i guess it's not always with men so like being in that being in that friendship for so long after a while i realized you know what like what's the point of this i'm giving this girl like she's literally taking all my energy Mm -hmm. day in and day out all i'm doing is giving her my time and energy and all i'm getting out of it is being bullied in return and even at that point i didn't care what she said because i looked in the mirror and like i didn't think i was fat like right i knew that she was coming from an insecure place i think that's that's very mature of you because i feel like a lot of people would take it as in like oh my god am i fat if somebody would call me fat i would like i would have if i had a friend like that i would come out of it the most insecure person like i don't know why for for me and i'm talking about like i was young this was like i was like 14 15 16 it's it's a thing like if people are talking to you talking shit about you or whatever it's just a it's it's their character acting it's it's something within themselves so whenever someone's saying something or bullying you it has nothing to do with you it has to do with the person and what they're going through but it takes a lot when you could see when you could see that you start to like not care what someone says and you start to actually feel bad yeah it's kind of well i would feel bad and and that's the thing but it's it's strange because i did come to this weird understanding at a very young age that people usually act out of insecurity and i think it's in part like our mom used to tell us a lot like oh they're just jealous or like Mm. and she like really instilled that in me so from a really young age i was like I okay this she would girl say they're just judged, but she would always like warn us and be yeah like, like people you are... guys are like so beautiful and like my mom's super like if i have the confidence i have to say it's because of her like yeah. she would really be like you guys are so beautiful yeah. like flaunt like my mom would be like flaunt it if you have it flaunt it and like but just beware there's always gonna be people that are not gonna like that you're doing that so just yeah. 
know that you yeah. know so i feel wow. like that's but well, she was always why. like be yourself and stuff yeah. so for me it was always like i i knew like this girl was coming from a place that's insecure and, and the things that she was telling me she was just projecting her own insecurities yeah. because like she didn't want me to stretch her shirt just because i had boobs and she didn't and she would cry about not having boobs like so mm-hmm. you know i also think that um when somebody gets a lot of hate it's easier for you to take it does that make sense like i feel like if you're so used to somebody hating on you at a certain point you almost like block it out whereas if when somebody's always loving you like you're getting a lot of love and a lot of and then as soon as one person doesn't like you it's like oh my god something you're like oh my god like what did i do to earn this super true and i was bullied as when i was younger i was like always bullied as a kid Mm -hmm. but i think and this has always been is that why you bullied your sister after (laughs) it's like a chain reaction (laughs) I think my theory, and this has always been my theory, is I think that there's like two types of like being like good lookingness, like Mm -hmm. looks. I think you could be like friendly good looking where people see you and be like, that's an achievable amount of attractiveness that I could possibly achieve if I did my hair right, if I did my makeup right. And then I think there's like another level of beauty where people look at you and say, I could literally never be that person. And I'm so jealous that I can actually never be you, so I'm going to hate you instead. I don't think that I'm like that. Like, Well, I'm just saying, I think people look at you and they're so intimidated because they feel like your beauty is unachievable. Like, nothing that they can do, can it, they well, don't, don't feel as good as you I look. feel like I've seen girls, that, like, obviously, there's always a prettier girl, and I've seen girls that are prettier than me hating on me, you know? Like, I don't no, think 100%, that's what it is. But the, it's coming out of insecurity. I'm just saying, like, I think there's, like, a certain level, like, that where people start to see you as intimidating. I well, I think I, I know what you're saying. saying. I get I what you're saying. I think there's like people like to surround themselves with good looking people when they feel like they could when it makes their image yeah. look better. But then when they feel like you look way better than them and they can never be you, then yeah. suddenly they actually start hating on you and then they try to tear you down well, because also, they feel like they can never be. I you. also think it comes down to attitude as well. So I'm the kind of person like I walk in the room and and I'm confident. Mm-hmm. and i walk it in and i'm like i know i look way good. more than look yeah, yeah i think it's the way i carry myself and that people see it's not only about the fact that i every, anybody could look good like you said do your hair there's so many people that are stunning that are, in, yeah. are insecure i think people are more jealous of the fact like you said that i could walk in a room and not care what anybody's saying about me and just know like i'm i'm happy with myself mm-hmm. i'm walking in i'm confident i know i could get whatever i want if i want it and people and, hate and that. I'll, yeah, and I'll take the trip I want to take if I want to take it. And that, because I think envious, that's what people they hate. Wish that they mm-hmm. could yeah. be They that. wish they could walk into a room and be that confident. They could be way prettier than me and walk into a room and still be hating on me and feel insecure. Not because I'm prettier than them, because I'm not, but just because I carry myself like I know that I, that I look good and I know that I could have what I want if I want it. 100%. Yeah. I want it, I got it. I saw this thing that said, like, there's three reasons why people hate you, like Mm -hmm. why people feel hate towards something. And I can't think of the two other ones right now, (laughs) but I will tell you the one that applies to this situation. And it was people will often hate on things like people will make these like invisible rules of how they feel people should live their lives Mm -hmm. based on what they were taught, based on what they feel is right. Mm -hmm. So when people see you doing something that feels like goes against their rules, Mm -hmm. their person of rules of what's right, for example, like going on trips, working in clubs, getting shit paid for you, like they feel like I could never do that. That's my rule. Like that's wrong to do Mm -hmm. when they see somebody doing it and doing it like unapologetically that really grinds somebody's gears because they're like you're going against the rules 
that I've that I feel like I've set for myself because it's really a thing where they feel like I can never get over this rule that I've set but I'm watching you freely happily doing it and I can never be that because I've set this rule for myself Mm -hmm. which I think is interesting because if you think about it we set a lot of rules for people and in some ways it'll be ethical rules like we'll be like uh, you know, somebody who's a good person shouldn't deserve to have all these, like mm-hmm. somebody who's a bad person shouldn't deserve to have like all these opportunities because you're yeah. a bad person that goes against the rules. But that's not how life works. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. So yeah. like, it's that's just like a, a really like easy example to say yeah. like, we look at somebody who's done really bad things and then see them be so successful and then be like, that shouldn't be allowed. But then it is, yeah. you know, even so. though it's a fucked up situation to say it's like it's going yeah. against our rules of life you think being a good person good things come to mm-hmm. you but that's not, that's not what it I is i also want to touch on when i think about like my friends and who i surround myself with i don't think any one of my friends i hang out with is not beautiful and yeah i'm not saying that that's like shady to say but all my friends are stunning and they also <laughs> happen to be good people but i'm just saying when you surround yourself with a group of like for me that i have friends who i all, i think are all beautiful like, yeah, you're going to walk into a room and you're going to be interested in a guy and he might be interested in your friend finally. But yeah. I feel like it also makes you grow up sooner and you're like, okay, mm-hmm. well, if that guy is interested in my friend, why would I want him anyways, Absolutely. you know? So it's like, I almost feel like hanging around with people who are like beautiful makes you value yourself in a way where it's like when a guy chooses you or he chooses to like, that's somebody I want to speak to mm-hmm. or I like her personality or she's mm-hmm. super dope. I feel yeah. like it's, there's so much more to it. Because I think it's more of like an even playing field is what yeah. you're saying. Yes. Like, not everybody is like pinning against each other or like there's not that like one. Like I we should stop looking at it like I want to go and meet a guy, but I don't want to bring my hot friend. Yeah. Like, like Tanya was saying. Kind of fucked up though. Yeah. Like, because like, like people, people also ask, don't just go for you because you're like. That way. And a lot of people will never even admit to themselves that they mm-hmm. think that way. Never. And I know a lot of people that are like even unconsciously, they just won't invite you around. And it's like. Bitch, I see what you're doing. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> Didn't happen to me personally. But, <laughs> but you want to have your hottest friend there so that if he chooses you, you're yeah. you're fucking like, I'm in. Like, But it's also just I like... I feel like we had a similar value. situation to yeah, this. Yeah, I was going to say. I was like, can we get into it? So we were in LA and um, Alessia, she spoke about it on the other the yes. last podcast that she went there to like meet this guy she was trying to meet up with in Miami yeah. and stuff. And... Um, it was cool the first day and then the second day we went to the pool and he started like, getting like a little bit weird. I guess he was like offended about something she had done. Um, I didn't want to sleep with him. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> so I meet this guy and I'm just like, hey, Tanya, like, I don't want to go alone. Let's meet him. Yeah. It's been a while. I'm supposed to meet him. Let's go. So we go to the party and, you know, he's talking to both of us, whatever. He's like chill. He's a vibe. Yeah. And everything's fine. And then like Tanya later wants to go out and I'm pinching tanya like i want to go with her but now i met this guy and now he wants to do like an after party at the house so tanya decides to go out and then i end up going back with him to the whole party which is the respectful which is the respectful thing because i spent the whole night like we he he brought us everywhere i was like you know i can't just dip but tanya Mm -hmm. tanya could because she's not (laughs) tied down (laughs) so i go back and then like we're just like getting to know each other and but like there's also a lot of people there that he doesn't know so he's also having to mingle and i'm there like having to mingle with a lot of people i don't know and i'm already like i'm comfortable but as comfortable as someone could be when they don't know anyone in a room. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it's mm-hmm. all fun and games. Yeah, I could hold a conversation. I can act and play all I want. But I just want my friends. I want to be comfortable. And I, w- I wanted to leave. And at this point, he thought I was going to crash because there was other 
rooms there and I was just like I already said in my head like I'm not crashing there like I'm I want to go back to the hotel I don't feel I don't feel comfortable I want to leave I I socialized for enough like I want to leave now so I ended up saying to him like I don't want to like I'm well, it's because I never fully said I was going to sleep over. He mm-hmm. said, bring a bathing suit. So I brought a bag. So I was like, maybe I'll crash there. Maybe I won't. And then I decided as the night was going on, I wasn't going to. And I was like, I'm going to go back. So I ended up leaving. And then the next day, we're at the pool and I bring Tanya. And now I feel like he's like hitting on Tanya too. No, no. He was hitting on me. And then I'm super uncomfortable. because. But I'm uncomfortable too because yeah. I'm like... Because <laughs> she's like, hey, wait. Like, she's sitting there like looking at him and... He- in front of her he's like going out of his way like hitting on me yeah. making comments to me telling me like come in the pool uh like carried me into the pool at yeah. one point and i was like put You're me like, down fine, like i'm like, like I'm it's just- okay it's okay like put me down yeah um but like do you feel like he was just doing that because he was pissed well so we didn't know at the beginning so i'm feeling really uncomfortable because obviously you don't want to be that girl who you don't want to be in that position where no. the guy that your friend is going for after that is going for you. Because yeah. like I said, I get a lot of hate and I don't want my closest friends right. to be upset with me because I'm mm-hmm. like stealing her man or something. Yeah. So I'm kind of like, yeah, like looking and at I'm him. Looking like looking at Tanya and I'm like, we're looking at each other and I'm kind of like. But you know what, though? That shows like the 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 solid like friendship and just yeah. like knowing and not being like oblivious. Because I feel like yeah. a lot of people in that situation, if they were down for a guy, they'd be like, I like they'd be like fuck her like yeah all this shit you know yeah. and and then they would just like exclude themselves not invite tanya anywhere and just like yeah i'll be with him and i'll just like fuck or off. or anybody else in my situation maybe was down for the guy and would have yeah. like actually went for him because i know girls like That's that too to i know i'm like i'm be like he wanted me yeah instead. he like, did that because and i'm just like oh so yeah he picked me like bitch shut the fuck up yeah so i'm like i don't want to be in this position yeah. like this is makes me so uncomfortable so then and me uncomfortable yeah so we're both feeling like really fucking weird and then at this point i'm like i'm gonna leave like i have other things to do um give you guys some alone time and he was but like at mad at point, me that i'm but leaving at this point i'm like i don't even yeah like, he doesn't even respect me like i don't want the alone time so i'm just like yeah tanya's leaving i don't want her to leave but like, then he got mad at me because i wanted to leave it was so it was so weird and, and then one thing about like people who like feel like they and the thing is, he never paid for our trip. He yeah, he didn't. He but didn't fly imagine, anybody down. He didn't do anything. So honestly, we don't. We, we don't owe him anything. anything. But could you, you imagine didn't. though? In this case, like he paid for everything. Yeah. And then you owe your time. He's already acting like we owe him something. that we have to stay with yeah. him attached to his hip, and we're like, yeah. well, you didn't do anything for us, honey. 100%. Like we could do what we want. Yeah. I'm like Alessia's is being situation. nice right now. <laughs> Literally. So so then I leave and he walks me out and he's like, then when he walks me out, he starts talking to me and he's like, you know, your friend last night, it was a bit weird. Like she left. So he starts kind of like shit talking her to me. And then at this point, I start to realize, okay, like he's just hitting on me because he's mad at her mm-hmm. for like not sleeping with him last but still night. Unacceptable. Super unacceptable. And then and then you spoke to him and you're like, listen, she was like, listen, like if you want my friend, go ahead. Like you're acting weird. You're flirting with my friend. If you're down for her, like go for her. Yeah like because yeah. why would i be interested in exactly because you shouldn't be I, like, if a guy doesn't want like, you for you maybe the then, old me would be like oh my god like mm-hmm. i wish i got him now it's like if you're showing me who you are right away yeah. at the beginning and if you don't want me like you not me not my friend like yeah, yeah we're, we're and, and if he doesn't want you then why would you wanna would want to waste your time him? with him why, why are you going to try to force him to want you you yeah. already know like he's not down for you so so move on but like he is really down for her no but <laughs> it, it turns just, out he was mad oh, i and just no i just can't it's just so it was disgusting. fucked up speaking of la minus this shabacle, debacle, <laughs> the boucherie 
I don't know what the fuck the word is. Um, I just wanted to briefly get into, we spoke a lot about who you were mm-hmm. way back when you were 17. Yeah. Now, I feel like you're mature. You're mm. still jet setting. I don't know if mature is What's right your word. new vibes? You just came back from 10 months in LA. <laughs> like, what's the vibes? What have you She's been She's like, I'm going to? back on Monday with you. What do you mean? <laughs> we're going back, aren't we? I think I need to take a break from LA for a bit. I feel like I'm getting too... Uh, what did you Caught do? up in the scene. Too, I'm too in the scene now. Well, <laughs> I think people need a break from me. What have you done? Let us know. <laughs> I don't know where to start. <laughs> I mean, I was in LA in January. Um, I got a surgery done in LA. My sister came with me. Um, when I got well, we're, stopped at the airport. Well, we're <laughs> open on this podcast, so yeah. tell everyone the surgery. I mean, my YouTube video on the surgery is coming out soon. Stay tuned. So do you want to talk about... So yeah, so you were saying you get a lot of hate as well on like surgery and like what you've done. And I feel like a lot of people are like, oh, she's only pretty because she's fake. What's your thoughts? Um, I mean... I don't think I'm only pretty because I'm fake, but I'm definitely fake. Yeah, I don't know why I accuse you of that. Yeah, I'm so sorry, but like, like, talk about your surgery. I definitely got a lot of, I got, not a lot, but I got some surgery done and Mm -hmm. I'm not shy to say it. Like I said, I'm open. I don't care. You could ask me about it. I feel Um, like all the things you did as well, they were already nice before. Yeah, most of the stuff that I got done was already like nice and like didn't really have to be done. But Mm -hmm. I I like to, you know, a little bit of perfection. I, I also... I'm just like really interested in surgery. So mm-hmm. I, I feel like sometimes I get stuff done just to know what it's like and what it's about and do the whole research behind it. Like it really just like it's like a whole process for me. Like I really researched my doctors for a long time and it's just like an interesting thing. And that you I, also that really I'm, like girls with surgery too. Yeah. Like you, that's I'm like attracted your style. to like surgery and like I'm attracted to the whole thing of it like i when i get a surgery done like i really look into like what's the surgery Mm -hmm. and like how is it done and like i'm that one asking my doctor like a million questions and they're like like, ma'am are you doing the surgery or me (laughs) (laughs) and then i become best friends with my (laughs) (laughs) so to this date what have you got done all right um (laughs) everyone's pulling out their notepads listening (laughs) we've been waiting for okay but the one thing i'll say is like a lot of you know famous people kardashians and stuff the reason it's annoying is because they don't address what they do, so they yeah. just set unrealistic or they standards. they lie and they say like they didn't just do it. straight up say this is what I do, so you make the normal average Joe mm-hmm. not feel yeah. as shitty, and then go on with your life. The funniest thing was I was watching Stassi's podcast. Stassi has uh, a podcast. Stassi's interview. <coughs> and call her daddy, and she's like, you know, like I didn't get ass implants, but like. I got like I moved some fat around. I was like, <laughs> but so I'm just a, like, baby. Yeah, like, like, why? But why are they scared? I rearranged some fat. Okay, so a Brazilian butt lift. Like, <laughs> you know, um, I don't know what it is, but yeah. so I rearranged some fat. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else? Uh, I got my nose done. I got a lip lift what else did i do um i i just got so i got like a jaw surgery um i actually got a corrective jaw surgery done three years ago and it got kind of messed up so i had to like fix my jaw cosmetically paid a lot of money for an underbite because i I had an overbite so they had to fix my overbite but then when they fixed it they like moved my bottom jaw maybe like it looked like it was too forward and out of place other people didn't really notice it but for me after seeing yourself one way for your whole life and then looking a different way and like you didn't really want that change Mm -hmm. 
Um, mm-hmm. It's kind of like you get into this identity crisis. Definitely watch my YouTube video because I talk a lot about it. Um, but yeah, so I got a jaw surgery done to fix, like undo basically what was yeah. done. And like, obviously it definitely looks better than my old jaw did too though. Like let's let's be real here. <laughs> um, I got an eyebrow lift at the same time because while I'm under, might as well just like do it all. Mm-hmm. Goals. Goals. You did your nose? I said that oh, on my nose. Okay. I think that's yeah, it. That's it. Like I have a bit like lip filler. And what's your like view on surgery? I think I don't. I think surgery is like completely fine. If that. If it makes you if more it, confident. Yeah. If it makes you feel better, if it makes you more confident, then by all means, absolutely do it. Just make sure that you research your doctor. Make sure that you're not just going with the cheapest alternative because that's you, what you, can you do not want to have to redo a surgery because first of all you don't want to go through that whole recovery process two times and also once something's fucked up it's a lot harder to fix it than just doing it right the first time so there's like a saying that like cheap surgery is expensive and expensive surgery is cheap Mm -hmm. because if you do something wrong the first time it also costs like double the price to redo it yeah Mm -hmm. like a nose revision the first time you do it is like maybe ten thousand dollars and then when you want to do a revision it's like 20k yeah or even more now. Yeah. It's like, it's crazy. Do you feel like doing surgery almost made you more critical of yourself though? Like once um, you, like every time you do a surgery, you find something new to focus on to fix. Cause I feel like. Yeah, definitely. Like I don't think, <laughs> I don't think that's what it's about. So like I said, I'm just like really. Perfectionist. No, I'm not. a. Perf- I'm like really interested in right. surgery and I'm really interested in like how it's done and what it's done. And I kind of just want to experience the process of doing it okay so, well we know what job career you need to go <laughs> hey, well, so switch your couch. you don't need to so, switch your whole body around you could get right into that i think i want a knife wait if you're telling us that you're like a serial killer like, i'm you so i'm addicted to surgery yeah she's like i fucking love surgery <laughs> cutting open i just want to know yeah <laughs> if you want to know there's some shows out yeah. there yeah to be a murder they're we're gonna they're gonna use this podcast as evidence <laughs> Tanya <laughs> rossi i don't know she's like, I'm you suspect. know what though it's okay if it gets our podcast the victim work. had a perfect slope <laughs> <laughs> look how good they, look at dr zaria um but do you feel like sometimes because i would say i'm just gonna say my experience i feel like sometimes you have a big insecurity and then you fix it and then once you fix that you start like okay well now that i now that more brain space has opened up i can find new things to be insecure about yeah definitely i find like for me like i said most of the things i fixed like i wasn't really super insecure about them they weren't things that like really needed to be fixed like i I had a decent nose i actually like a lot of people said my nose was nice before i did it mm-hmm. i just like wanted even your ass you had the sickest ass before that's why yeah. it annoys me so much when they're like her ass is only yeah. nice because yeah. she got it done i'm like no 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 you didn't know tanya before she i had still a show people ass. my old i'm like this is trust me like yeah. i had a booty yeah 100 <laughs> so like i think the only surgery that like i really was insecure about when i did it and that i that really like that i was actually really insecure about doing it and like i really 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 wanted to do was my jaw mm-hmm. and it's actually a crazy experience to know like these other surgeries i did that i didn't really need like i would do them and i'd be happy about it and whatever but it wasn't a big deal for me i'm like when i did my jaw surgery like now i know how people feel when they have like really bad noses and they mm-hmm. fix them like i fixed it and I swear, like, um, you felt like yourself again. Yeah, like I just felt like myself again, and I felt like I finally, like, I could stop focusing on this thing that, like, I was always thinking about how my jaw looked, and I would look at myself in the mirror and, like, not even recognize myself. So when I fixed it, 
I swear like two weeks out I was still really swollen but for me like I already saw the huge difference and like I took a picture of like my before and after literally two weeks out guys I was swollen and I sent it to my doctor and I swear I was literally in tears and I sent it to my doctor and I was like you literally changed my life like I'm so happy and he's like Tanya like this is like 10% of your results like it's gonna look way better like (laughs) he's like Tanya your jaw's bigger in this picture yeah (laughs) but I was literally in tears guys in my bed like crying of like how happy I was that like I finally fixed that one thing that that I was actually insecure about yeah I think uh as inspirational as that beautiful story was (laughs) I think it's important for everyone to note that like sometimes if you don't like something like fixing it isn't always the answer yeah some people fix things and then they're still gonna like it's, so I have body dysmorphia is a real that, thing but yeah. it's just like sometimes you just have to like accept things about yourself yeah. and like i think mm-hmm. that's also takes a lot of growth is like mm-hmm. accepting an insecurity and loving your insecurities yeah. which i think low-key and i'm all, all gonna call myself out like i think sometimes surgery is like the easy way to go because sure. you can't like it, it overcome takes you know like it overtakes you yeah that's not how you say that but whatever it takes over you yeah but i think like real strength is people who are able to like have something they really don't like and just be able to like accept that about themselves so i I just want people to know yeah pro surgery as i am i don't think that you need to fix things about you oh absolutely i'm not you can when people hate something and then learn to love it when people yeah Yeah. when people ask me like should i do this what should i do i'm like look you don't have to do anything Uh, like she has no problem telling me what i should do (laughs) okay i'm just like her sister yeah but i'm the kind of person like if you want to do it do it if it's gonna make you happy do it otherwise like you don't need to do it like Mm -hmm. if it's gonna make you happy though do it because so many times i see people like yeah you're saying like yeah fixing it like just learning to accept it but so many times like yeah it's like sometimes it's like like my jaw thing was like crippling for me like i'm not an insecure girl but like i would think about my jaw i would be out in public and be thinking about how my jaw looks yeah like right. it's it's not it's like normal to be having all those like, yeah so if it's like really taking over your life and you're really insecure about it and you're just worried that people are going to talk shit because yeah. you got surgery done babe do that surgery like if it's going to make you really feel better about yourself then do it yeah i mean but I but don't think- let it like overtake your brain where now like because it does get addicting and then you're going to want to start changing everything. Yes. So just like keep a level head on your shoulder. Are you a believer that sometimes who you hang out with will entice you to like want to do something? Yeah. Even though it might not be something that you want to do. Yeah, absolutely. I also think like... Is there any surgeries you regret? No, I don't regret any of my surgeries. Okay. Um, <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think but I did put a lot, also put a lot of thought into like choosing a surgeon guys it's really important um but yeah like i i do have people that will come to me and i'll tell people also like do like you don't need to do that and i'm honest about it like i'll tell you like if you're gonna really ask me i'll always say like look like this is my opinion and like you're coming to me and asking me so i'll tell you like yeah you could fix this you could fix this but like and then you're gonna tell me like should i do this like my friend asked me oh i think i want to get cheek filler i'm like babe like you do not need cheek filler yeah I think what's important to like remember and something that's like not often talked about because like plastic surgery really has come to a point where it's super normalized Mm -hmm. is that like at the end of the day, like surgery is dangerous and Mm -hmm. a lot of people do die and have severe complications, especially with BBLs. BBLs is one of the most dangerous plastic Mm -hmm. surgeries that you can get, especially a lot of girls going to do them in like unsafe places. Or even guys, Miami's like the worst place you could do a BBL. I'm not even I'm just saying like even just like getting a proper surgery, it's a very, very risky, very dangerous surgery. So I just want to say as much as I believe if something um 
like if you hate something and it really affects you like change it do what you want like live your best yeah i just also live with like the idea that like just remember that surgery is something that risks your life at the end of the day and like that's something we're often like not conscious of it's Uh, like is this insecurity worth your life and i'm not even saying that i'm against plastic surgery just that yeah you know it, so it, sometimes you have to think of it that way yeah mm-hmm. so both our cameras actually died because this is the longest podcast we've ever done tanya you have hit a fucking record for us i'm the only one on the screen anymore an hour and 42 Wait, mine's minutes, still alive and you are the last one standing oh we're the last two standing the sisters made it the sisters thank made you it. so much guys for listening um don't forget to like subscribe and you can find my sister on instagram at tarossi t-a-r-o-s-s-i-i if you would like to have tanya back on or you have any questions dm her she answers all dms except (laughs) except if they come from a no user if you have a goddamn question please use your actual account okay alessia's like exaggerating here i sometimes like don't see all my dms but just DM me a second time and then hopefully I see it. <laughs> DM me a second time. How many followers do you have? Yeah, shut up. Well, sometimes they get lost, I swear. Okay, love you Or guys. sometimes I have ADD, so I forget, you know. <laughs> love you, bye.